Hi, you're listening to Creatrix Culture. I am your host, Sarah Wolf. We are on round three with Jess Hendrick. Thank you for coming again on the show. This is going to be an ongoing thing. And if I didn't say it in previous episodes, Jess is also going to start jumping on with me when we have other guests um, and co-hosting with me. So we are we are just taking this of where it wants to go. We're riding the wave right now. It feels really good. It feels so good. She's in the flow with me. And it's fun to have a partner in crime right now to bounce things off of and yeah, just be in this space with. And we also want to give a shout out to Leslie Dolchin, who gave us Buy Me a Coffee, which there's a link in the show notes where you can buy the show a coffee. We're actually drinking cacao because it's very on brand for us and our tribe. Um, so thank you, Leslie. We love you so much and we miss you so much. Love she just you. Thank you, moved Leslie. back to the East Coast the other week. So we are here sitting on my couch. Mm. So good. And enjoying this lovely cacao that she donated to us. So, yes. Opening up our hearts. Opening up our hearts. <laughs> and thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm so grateful. I have so much fun bouncing off of you. Mm-hmm. We do a really um, good job at that. We really do. Because even it, when we're not here, we when we have catch-up sessions on the phone, they'll be over four hours long. Yeah. <laughs> Four and a half to be exact. Yeah, it was our latest, was our longest and latest. It's our record. Yeah. Can you guys believe four and a half hours? It's like, what are we doing? What are we doing? But it was so good. And we just, yeah, we're just on such similar journeys and paths in life. And Mm -hmm. like to be able to walk through that together and like just the updates, because we hadn't seen each other in a little while. So we needed that much time. Mm -hmm. So it was, it was awesome. Yeah. There was a, like, we both went through the similar of like, Kind of going like really internal and what I say, like my solitary confinement phase, you know, where like <laughs> just, I was really, really alone. Yeah. I mean, I had things and stuff here and there, but the bulk of it was the work I did by myself in this home yeah. um, in the dark. Yeah. And I, and I relate in a similar, but different way because the same sort of timeline, like there was just a period where I was like, it was me and me or me and God or whatever you want to say. Mm-hmm. And it was like, this is my time to do this really deep work. And it was not comfortable. And it, a lot of it was like this excavation of this really old stuff. And it was, we would talk and just be like, what is this? Like, what? This yeah. is a lot. <laughs> it was a lot. It's a lot. I and- mean, it's like, I'm, it's this lifetime. I feel like it's generational. So it's been passed down through the generations and previous lifetimes. And we're here and whether we liked it or not, but also committed ourselves to healing it and clearing it. Mm-hmm. And we don't even know why or <laughs> where we're going. And we wish we could opt out sometimes, or I do. Yes. But I mean, now I don't because. Now, like you said to me the other day on another one of our calls, it was not four hours, but still probably like 45 minutes. You said to me, we're on the other side. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm on the other side, I'm like, oh yeah, I see the purpose. I'm so mm-hmm. grateful. Like, but during that whole dark night of the soul thing, it was like, is this ever ending? Like, am I ever going to feel okay or be okay? Mm-hmm. Like what the actual fuck is going I mean, and I feel like that's why a lot of people abort mission on the yeah. spiritual journey or like opt out and commit suicide or kill themselves yeah. during a dark night of the soul. Because it's like when you're re- on a really bad, like acid or mushroom trip 
and you legitimate, or even if you smoke too much weed or something and you legitimately don't think it's ever going to end and you're going to yeah. either be stuck in that hell or in that mindset yeah. or even like a really long winter, like we've had in Los Angeles where it's just not ending. And it's like, I'm still wearing boots and a coat and a hat and like, and it's, you know, the middle of June. Yeah. Right. And it's like, is this ever going to end? Yeah. And it, does it does but sometimes it doesn't end in the timeline we want it to end so that's the where the resistance comes up that's where it gets harder mm-hmm. and it's like instead of just like understanding to like weather the storm and wait for the storm to pass and you just get like knocked around and kicked and moved and you know what I mean mm-hmm. and then eventually the sun does come out again but there are definitely moments where yeah. that doesn't look like that's even an option and especially when you go out in the world and you keep getting kicked around yeah. even more mm-hmm. and what's being reflected back to you is just more chaos and more bullshit that you have to continue to s- sift through mm-hmm. it's funny because one of our mutual friends um writer I mean for you I, I mean he whatever I don't know if he's a friend they dated once and like not even dated one day one day <laughs> but then you re-met at one of my sound baths which you know what I mean you can tell that story after but yeah, yeah but like I would say like your acquaintances or like mm-hmm. you know you'd be like friendly. hello yeah, yeah. That's fine so yeah <laughs> what did one of what did Ryder and I say once now I forgot what I was gonna say about that um what was I just saying right before Ryder like you never think it's going to end mm-hmm. and going out in the world and you bounce off of people and you bounce off of things and you have just more of it coming at you. And uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. I don't remember. Okay. It'll come back. Hey, writer. <laughs> Random What's up, writer? You can check out mine and writer's hysterical podcast we did like last oh. season. It's called down the rabbit hole. Oh, that sounds good. And we actually microdosed mushrooms on it. So like, we're totally normal in the beginning. And then you can legitimately, if you're watching, see like I just start melting. <laughs> oh my God, did we do that one time? Just one time. Yeah. That's so funny. And then I think you can even hear it in our voice and it just gets absolutely ridiculous. And I start playing my recorder. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't even know what we talked about That's- on that amazing but what yeah. you I love you always we're just so aligned right now it's almost like tripping me out but just saying like comparing it to winter and seasons and like you never think it's going to end and that things are going to shift mm-hmm. but that's actually the process of life right like even nature like there's seasons where the leaves are blooming and things are you know blossoming and then, right. then there's times where like the leaves are complete or the trees are bare mm-hmm. and it's like that's part of the process of life and it's just how it is, but it never, it does always shift. Like whether it's the most beautiful time in your life and you don't really want it to shift mm-hmm. or it's like a dark night of the soul. That's like, please God, let this shift. It, mm-hmm. everything does change. Like that's the only thing that's really constant. But yeah. it, I know for both of us, we were just like, okay, this is the deepest work and this is the deepest excavation. And like, are we ever going to have, like for me, I was like, am I ever going to have some kind of relief? Cause it was like day after day after day of like being with these places within me that really just needed my attention and love and healing. And like, I finally had a big enough container to tend to them, mm-hmm. but like, holy fuck. Well, I remember checking in on you at sometimes and you're like, no, it is not, not okay. okay. And I was not okay. So I'm like, well, I don't have anything to give her. I'm just going to like wander on right now. I got to go, you know, but that helped me. It helped me a lot actually when we would just connect mm-hmm. because I was like, okay, I'm not alone here. No. <laughs> like you're also going through this really deep 
experience mm -hmm. with yourself and like the world and and the world was also insane at the time like during fucking 2020 2021 like right. 2022 and it's like but it was so helpful I'm like what's happening on your end Sarah and then you would tell me and I'm like okay same with me yeah <laughs> and there was this funny meme actually it was like when you text your best friend and you're like just checking if you're okay and it's like I'm not I'm like okay just checking like <laughs> that was like us yeah <laughs> okay we love, you. Right. We love yeah. you love you <laughs> may the force be with you yeah see you on the other side of the mountain yeah but there's not there's really with the deepest journeys it's like we can talk about these things as a person who facilitates and helps with people's healings mm -hmm. the majority like I can remind you of your power I can remind yeah. you we can have these talks we can remind each other of all these things but at the end of the day it's like you know we come in this world alone and we leave this yeah. world alone and the deepest darkest work is actually unfortunately is alone preaches sister and you can't help anyone go through it you they cannot have to go at it on their own yeah you really can't and you can't even interfere mm -mm. and it's like I was saying I was watching this thing on YouTube and this guy just like nailed it and we were talking about this earlier of how you know you can't save anyone mm -hmm. because you're like you're not a part of their karma like you can't even fuck with their karma like whatever their karmic path is what their he didn't go this deep but I've talked about this before is like what your soul chose to go through on this earth for its own growth, mm -hmm. you can't save anybody. Uh uh. No, you can't. But somehow we were taught somewhere that we're supposed to like, we've wasted a lot of time, especially I know there's a lot of women out there towards men who like have the savior complex. And I think oh, yeah. men towards some men towards women too. But oh, yeah. In my experience thing. and what I've pulled in is me fucking bringing people in that need saving and I like well I can do it <laughs> yeah did I do it no no I mean we come together we do a dance and we're shown ourselves right so in that sense you could be a catalyst for someone else's growth mm -hmm. and expansion absolutely but yeah there's no and I mean I've been on both ends I'm like oh let me save this person and I'm like also can you please save me like yeah. just depending on the dynamic mm -hmm. and I it's so heavily programmed in our society you know like and I always go back to Disney movies and stuff, but like the white knight and whatever coming in. Right. It's like, we watched this stuff from the time we were so little. And it's like, you know, her life was awful. Like whoever, I don't know who a princess, whatever. Yeah. They're all the same story. Yeah. But like her life was awful. And then the prince came in and like, and like everything was better. Like sleeping, sleeping beauty. He kissed her and then she came back to life. Right. Or whatever. And it's like Cinderella, she was beaten and <laughs> whatever by her the stepmother and the whatever and then made it to the ball and then mm -hmm. he saved her because she lost her shoe and it's this fantasy he finds her it's all fantasy and what's kind of ironic about that if y'all never looked up mk ultra mm. mind control programming yep. they use in 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 mk ultra programming they use disney as part of the programming so you don't think that that programming of the disney movies also is programming the kids i mean my mom would leave soap operas on yeah growing up I was raised on soap operas mm. wow. so as part of my weird dysfunction literally programming from watching like he's with her and now he's with her and then now the da -da -da -da, and then the, this weird thing happened and all this fucking drama and you da -da 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 -da. like yeah 
I mean, I think so, especially. In I mean, that's some toxic shit right there. So, so toxic. And all of it, like once you start to become aware of these things, you see the messaging just being repeated over and over and over again. And it's programming to make us forget our true power and our mm-hmm. true nature. Mm-hmm. And like on all levels on all levels. And it's like, oh, you need a man. Like, like we were talking about this today, actually, in my, in my 12 step meeting, like that if, if you have a partner, like you're seen as more valuable or or some, or, you know, and if you don't like what's wrong with you and it's like, who created that? And like, that doesn't mean anything. I mean, there's people that are in relationships that have been in relationships for years and it's not a healthy thing. Mm -hmm. And there's people that have beautiful relationships, you know, but like, and I believe we're always being moved in and out of relationships for our own learning and our own growth. And, and there's no guarantees for any of them, but like mm-hmm. that whole thing around, like one of my friends is similar to you. She's taking some time off or she, and she's like, all her friends ever ask her about is like, are you dating anyone? Mm-hmm. Why not? Maybe you should do this. Maybe you should do that. It's like the topic of conversation. Oh, when I was younger and when I lived in LA in my twenties, I never had a boyfriend because it was like, for one like, no, there, no one is looking for anyone at this point. Like ever, like oh, yeah. I was deep in the scene of Hollywood. We were running from club to club. Like everyone's like, it just, it was a shit show, right? Like you're not actually having a relationship with these people. Like you're hooking up with people here and there and this and that, but there's no real deepening. We're all like club kids, you know? Yeah, And there's alcohol and, all and there's alcohol and there's fame and there's money and there's this, and there's a better looking girl over there and a better looking guy over there. And this person's a star fucker and that person's a blah, blah, blah. You know, mm-hmm. it was just a, like a, a cesspool of bullshit, but I, so I wouldn't actually like fully link up with anyone. Yeah. And I don't actually, once again, remember <laughs> where I was going with that. I knew you were going to say that. I can see it. I can see, I can see it like leave your, leave your energy field, but then I totally okay. left. But you know what? What did you say right before that? Oh God. And then I'm like, what did I say? I know. I mean, I was talking oh. about like, what was I talking about? Oh, my friend that's taking a break taking and all her, break. all her friends are asking her like, are you doing Oh more? yeah. So people, because I would, I wouldn't actually have boyfriends back then. I never brought anyone home. I was never like, I was literally just fully single. Yeah. People would say I was a lesbian. <laughs> and I was probably, I'm like, I'm not a lesbian. I'm in Hollywood. Yeah. No, seriously. I mean, I think back to those days and I'm like, what on earth? Like, because I'm from, I'm from Canada, like small town Canada. Right. And somehow, some way the universe brought me here, which is like just the polar opposite of where I grew up. And like, when I came here, I was with somebody who, another like a guy that I met in Canada, he moved here. He had a job here. We had, we were together for five years, blah, 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 blah. Right. And I just, when we broke up, like I thought, oh, well, I'll just meet someone else and I'll have a new boyfriend and it'll mm-hmm. be totally fine. Right. And it was like, like, holy shit, did I not have any clue? Like, now I say I was like thrown to the wolves, like mm-hmm. thrown to the wolves in LA. Mm-hmm. And I just met this guy and I was like, oh, he'll probably, he'll be my next boyfriend. And it was like, it was one of those things that we talk about with like, where it was like, we were super, super close. And then he just like pulled away and ghosted me. And I was like, what? Like, it was so confusing. Right. So you want to talk about that? Sure. Like, like, let's talk because it's, it's, it happens to so many people. I was a ghoster when I was younger. Mm. I wouldn't ghost someone now, but I was a ghoster. I was like, I was a ghoster before ghosting had a term (laughs) called ghosting. (laughs) 
And my thing was, though, is these guys would fall hard and fast. And I this is like during my 20s of running around Hollywood. I like I like manufactured liking them. Mm. I didn't actually really like them. So I could play the part and act like we have a really great connection. Mm -hmm. But if we actually had a really great connection, even back then, I wouldn't have ghosted or left. It was because it was manufactured. And it wasn't truly real enough for me, or I liked them enough as a friend, but I didn't like them enough as a lover. Mm. Like I wasn't fully attracted to them. Like I was like semi-attracted to them. But is that because like the depth to which you were connecting just wasn't there anyway? Like it was more, because for me, it was like super surfacey. Yeah. Like it was like out drinking and partying and like. But I wanted to find the person I could go have depth with. And my first love, like, I mean, I say on like jokingly, like out of the gate, he kind of ruined me because Mm -hmm. we went so like, like, let's see, I met him when I was 16. And like, we went so deep with each other and we were on and off till I was 19, but we went deep. Mm -hmm. So then when I come out here and I'm meeting these people and they're all like, I'm like, there's (laughs) nothing. I don't feel anything. There's nothing here. But then if I want just a moment to feel like, okay, like, you know, I, I'm just not, I need a little bit more but then I felt like I like manufactured it. So then, and then I would be like, well, shit, I don't want to lead them on. I won't have to break up with them. So I'm just going to ghost them. And that's where my Mm. emotional intelligence was at that point. Right. And I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm -hmm. So I would just, I didn't, I couldn't even be like, it's not you, it's me. I couldn't say anything. I just had to like leave. Mm. And I ghosted a lot of people. Mm. And I remember there was this one guy and he was pretty well known, like, around town like I got to walk the red carpet with him and stuff and like he was really into me and he was an ex-heroin addict and he I remember in the beginning like it was the train was going so fast and I wasn't that into him Mm -hmm. like I was into him enough because like I'll be honest his connections not that I wanted them it just like his lifestyle was fun and even though I was already in his lifestyle it was fun to like Mm-hmm. be a little bit I don't even sound I don't want to sound so no, but it makes, it makes but I, like it just like it was like oh this fits because we both live the same lifestyle we have the same friends and now we're gonna like link up and it like you know mm-hmm. I don't know it looks good for a moment and you were young too. and I was like I mean when I met him I was 23 maybe right yeah, so when you're 23 what do you know? and he like, was older right he was an yeah. older musician and he was just like, I remember right away though. He was just like, I'm like, you know, I, what did he say to me? It was like, I'm addicted to you like heroin. And I was like, even then I didn't know much about addiction and the A's and Mm -hmm. all the stuff. And I was like, ding, 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 that can't be good. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like, then like pushed me away a little bit because I'm like, I don't want to be responsible for that. I'm not that like, Uh. and then he's like, we need to like, you know, we're going to buy a house over here, like up in the Hills and we're going to have these kids. And, and I'm like, dude, I'm like 23. Like, I don't even know my head from my ass right now. Right. Like, and I don't even like, like you that much. I don't know. Or I don't think. So I ended up just whacking out and ghosting him. Mm -hmm. And then I think I still saw him out. Cause like I said, we ran in the same circles. And then years later, I was like bartending at this place and he came in and it was like a long time later, like years, right? 
So I thought, you know, you think like after not seeing anyone for years, it'd be like, whatever. He, I was like, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) And he was just like angry. And I was like, oh, Mm. and I was like really happy to see him. Mm. He was really not happy. Yeah. And he like walked out the door without even saying goodbye. And he was still holding this thing. You guys, we dated for like maybe two weeks. Wow. Maybe like legitimately like a week and a half. Yeah. But if he's saying you're like heroin, I mean, I, we could do many episodes about that. Right. Love addiction stuff. Right. So, and that's not even, you know, as amazing as you are, like that's like, that's, I mean, (laughs) I mean, I'm sure you are like heroin (laughs) and it also is I would rather not be not, you know, no, I, I would rather not be that's not healthy it's it's really really not healthy because then it's like it's it's not sustainable it's like the highs and lows of something like it's using a human as as a drug mm-hmm. so that is something and that's not sustainable it is and not. that will just lead someone probably back to heroin yeah once that goes away and it's like I had to abort mission like right away yeah but the point being is that I ghosted him and I ghosted a lot of people and now like I just think that's like so lame and dumb oh yeah I mean it's it's definitely not what I would recommend doing yeah Um, but it is an indication of like people's ability to communicate and their emotional intelligence and just where they're at Mm -hmm. and I, I there's this quote that's like ghosting is is people dumping themselves for you like uh-huh but it feels like shit like yeah. it's like I mean I haven't been ghosted in a while knock on wood <laughs> but I it's very conf- it's just a weird thing mm-hmm. like I don't understand a lot of things about like how people engage but that specifically really I, I mean but it does make sense like if you're feeling overwhelmed or you don't know how to show up or you don't want to hurt someone like then or you just don't want to deal with it just avoid like you're avoiding yeah. um because you know there was like I think one thing that I picked up the ghosting for is like, I would have people that I would come to have a problem with or whatever. And I would get attacked Uh, and like yelled at and like told them wrong and all this stuff. So I think I adopted ghosting wasn't, I mean, it could have been in my emotional intelligence. I mean, this is a level of emotional intelligence, but you know, I think it's also like, I just like, couldn't deal if they were going to get like, yell at me or something or or gaslight me or or whatever right so I just thought it was easier if I just like remove myself from the situation Mm -hmm. and get the fuck out so like I'm not attacked yeah and that I mean that makes sense and like I don't know I it's interesting because like if we want this open honest conscious communication right which we say we do which I do right but it comes with like that piece where it's like how how can you be if someone's sharing their truth with you and like it hurts or mm-hmm. you know it doesn't really feel good or it's not what you want to hear can you be still a safe person for them to share that truth with or are you going to react in a way that creates like that where it's like oh it's better to just ghost mm-hmm. than try to talk to this person about something because they're going to react or they're going to yell or they're going to do something that is scary so right yeah yeah. But it's interesting because like the inverted lessons, right? Like, so years ago you were the ghoster and then now it's like, maybe sometimes you're the ghosty. Is that yeah. Like, and uh, yeah, it's like, oh, what's it like on the other side? Totally. Um, like that's dumb. Yeah. Like what well, a waste of time. Well, that sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. 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 But then now like, 
if anyone ghosts or has a ghosting moment or whatever, right? <laughs> a ghosting moment. I was part of a ghosting moment a couple weeks ago. And it like, was so dumb, right? It was very dumb. And someone made plans with me and then just completely ghosted. But then I saw them again later, but then didn't even address the ghosting. It was just fucking weird. It's a pretty funny story, guys. But like, looking at it from this side of the emotional intelligence that I hold now, or just like the way I look at life and relationship and, and, and showing up for people, even friends and everything, mm-hmm. because I have done so much work and I have, and like, you know, spending three years sober and gaining complete clear sight with wisdom and knowledge and cleaning out my uh, trauma so I can fully see clearly and looking at it from the other side, it's like, I I don't really actually now, I don't take it personally. That has nothing to do with me at all. And they're actually doing you a favor because like you said, they're like, you know what I mean? They're just, yeah. they're removing themselves from you and you don't have to do anything about it unless you want to grow as a person and have that communication. Yeah. Right. To just be like, Hey, da, da, da. and that, and that we tie up things lovingly and, you know, <laughs> what do you want to say about that? I just, yes. Sorry. I don't mean to like, no, I just, why you do it just, oh, yes, tying up things lovingly is always, you know, best case scenario. Mm-hmm. And some people are not available to do that. No. And that for me has been really challenging because like my last thing that just ended, that's all I wanted was like, okay, if this isn't aligned, like, can we just do this in a loving manner, you know, mm-hmm. like, and and just have love for each other and be peaceful, but it wasn't possible. So and that's why I was like, yeah, Ooh. but I think most people can't do that. A lot of people can't. And that's like, I mean, no, a lot of people don't have the tools to do that. Exactly. And things and like so fucking dramatic all the time. Yeah. Right. And it's like, one yes. of the things is, is that if we do soul contract work, I love bringing up soul contracts. It's like one of my favorite things. Cause it just, to me makes so much sense. And I think I say this every single fucking time and I'll but probably it say it every single time. If at the end of my marriage, we just looked at if I had the intelligence back then and the wisdom that I have now and the understanding of a whole set of teaching, that the contract was over, we could have just easily and amicably parted mm-hmm. instead of me having no idea what's going on, going through the biggest mind fuck of my life. And then setting the entire fucking thing on fire that created the biggest fucking shit storm that created more stress than it actually needed. And if I hadn't set it on fire that I, the way I did, even if we would have parted, it would have just been like this, like it was still would have sucked, but it wouldn't, wouldn't have sucked as big as it sucked. Yeah. Yeah. And I take full responsibility. I set that shit on fire. I was like, fuck you. I'm out. Yeah. Instead of knowing what I know now, okay, the contract is actually over. It was actually starting to be over before you even got married, but you also didn't have the full understanding, right? To understand that. So you went through the marriage thinking that the things that were wrong, doing what people do when we don't know better is we think that taking another bigger step is going to help elevate the stuff like Mm -hmm. having children, getting married, blah, blah, blah. When it actually the absolute opposite happens. Mm -hmm. 
And instead of just being like, hey, we came together, this is what we are meant to do. And we just part ways instead of taking it, holding on longer, and then shit happens and now you fucking hate the person you don't want to see them again and like all that stuff Mm -hmm. but yes and I totally am with you on all of that and you know we always say like there are there are no guarantees with any relationships right Mm -hmm. and anytime I'm working with like an individual or a couple I always say that to them like there are no guarantees this work that we do is for ourselves and our own liberation and as we do our own work one of two things will happen. Either the relationship dynamic will shift and you'll become closer and you'll move through some of the stuff or it'll become clear that the contract is over. Um, but it's easy to say, right? Like, oh yeah, okay, the contract is over. Let's let's split amicably. And and But when our trauma and triggers come up as a result of that, it's a whole other ballgame. So sometimes the best we can do is blow it up. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, I have to detonate this entire thing so that there's no possible way that there's any like <laughs> semblance of anything mm-hmm. that I could like come back to here. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot. This is a very common pattern. Mm-hmm. I've blown shit up before. Right. And I've been in relationships where people blow shit up before. And uh, yeah, but it's interesting because I'll be, I'll work with couples sometimes and then like, they'll decide, okay, we're not going to continue our romantic partnership. And like, so we don't need the sessions anymore. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like wait aren't we in this didn't we talk about this is for our own individual healing and growth so like the option is there for you should you want it to learn how to separate in a conscious loving manner and clear any of the whatever's there Mm -hmm. even if you don't stay together because that stuff is still there and which is why going back to the the whole like I love I want to end things in a loving way as often as possible even if initially like there's a breakdown or a rupture and there was whatever happened, like, Mm -hmm. but coming back when you're calm and actually like untangling and clearing out whatever Mm -hmm. came up is so valuable because guess what guys, you're going to bring that shit with you to the next person. Mm -hmm. So you can clear it out with the person that you're in relationship with, which I, which would be ideal, but no matter what we need to do that work and healing within ourselves, because we're going to bring that with us to the next person. Mm -hmm. So it's really, really, really important. And, you know, it's easy to say like, oh, when it's complete, it's complete. I mean, I'm like, I have the heart. One of my (laughs) deepest lessons here is like learning how to let go. Mm -hmm. Like, because I will just, I mean, and let's say I, not anymore, but like I used to hold on and hold on and hold on until I was like dragged through. Mm -hmm. Like, and it was like, until like, the pain of holding on became so excruciating that I had no choice but to let go. Mm-hmm. But in the holding, like in the grasping, that created more suffering for me. And that's like, I think the Buddhists say like all suffering is caused by clinging mm-hmm. or averting. So like either we cling or we try to avoid mm-hmm. what we need to walk through. So anyway, yeah. One, like the clinging when you're holding that so tightly you're actually pushing those things that you want so badly away further yeah right oh yeah until because you're blocking the flow there's no flow there's no there's yeah you're in fear you're not in flow a thousand percent and this book that I just can't stop gushing about (laughs) to everyone and everything it's called how to be an adult in relationships I think the author is David Rico or something like that Mm -hmm. but he talks about like and this is we all we all have heard this right but it's like the more we do our healing, the more we learn to fill ourselves up and connect with like the love that's within us, God, whatever you want to call it, spirit source within us, the more we show up 
to any situation as the whole and complete version of ourselves in our true essence, which is then magnetic for people. And then that allows, like you said, the unfolding of a beautiful connection versus like coming to something from a place of lack and like needing something from mm-hmm. someone and that energy, you can feel it. Mm-hmm. And that's been me so many times. And it's so frustrating because when you have that awareness, I'm like, fuck, like I, I don't want this needy energy, but I'm like really feeling like a little needy today. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I know how this works. Like if I don't kind of do my work around it, it's going to be repelling the connection that I want to invite in. But I have a devil's advocate to that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I've been thinking about this. If the other person is showing up in their healed self, mm-hmm. let's say you do get to attract it. Let's not play like, oh, you're not on the vibration. So that's not what coming in. If you have a counterpart that's showing up in their healed self, not their wounded self, you're going to show up differently. Yes. Because you now feel safe. Yes. So you're not going to feel needy. Uh-huh. So with my ex-husband, I'll give you one thing about him of why I went forward in the relationship from the beginning and stayed with it and why I chose to marry him and take it that far, even though some signs were like, this isn't going to be it. He would never cheat on me. (sighs) I knew from day one, no matter what, I never, ever, 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 ever had to worry Mm -hmm. that he would even look at another woman or cheat on me. Yeah. And after running around Hollywood for how many years and then this and that, and like what I witnessed, what I know, what I've been through, I have, I could write a fucking book about it. We've talked about this before, like the train station schedule, you know, (laughs) like I see all the signs I see through all the shit. And I needed to be with someone who I could let my guard down in that way. Yeah. That I'm not like looking over my shoulder or being triggered or feeling like I'm not, I don't even need to be, I didn't need to be needy. Yeah. Ironically, because he fell into alcoholism, he was cheating on me eventually because he still wasn't showing up. I was still attracting someone not fully showing up. But for in our relationship, it was the alcohol. It wasn't another one. Right, right. So he wasn't available because he was using alcohol. Right. Which then created a similar dynamic to that, which would have shown up if he was cheating on you. Right. Yeah. So that's put me in a whole different energy. But when they show up with this energy Mm -hmm. of they're not fully showing up, that neediness is going to be because you're not being fed properly and it's an unspoken energetic that you don't even you know what I mean yeah oh yeah so it starts creating like a push pull and and a chemical imbalance in the physiology physiological body because also the woman receives the woman receives the energy Mm -hmm. men can shut off because they're like the you know they like plug in and plug out we take all of it on And then we're left high and dry or some weird fucking games or this or that or whatever. Yeah. And it's going to stir up all this fucking shit within our system. So we start acting a little wackadoodle. Yeah. And And that's not our fault. That's actually shame on us for hooking up with men Mm -hmm. who are coming at us in a wounded aspect or their programming, which is so fucking deep, the male programming of being needing to be you know i don't fucking know what the programming is non-committal sleep with as many people yeah, like i won't be free be a player like yeah like can't go into intimacy um just all the different mm-hmm. fucking layers right yeah 
So then we're like bouncing off of that, which has also created a wounded feminine around it. Yes. So no. then we get needy, we get weird with the totally. Yeah. To- and you're so right. And that's why like bringing it back to like, we just have to do our own work. Right. Right. Because, like it's same as like, if the man shows up in like a more healthy version of the, of the masculine, like same with, if we show up in a more healthy version of the feminine, but like, yes, if not, then. So I would love you to tell the story right now. One of my newest favorite stories is Jess actually had a man show up in his healed masculine energy and share what happened. Well, are we talking about like, and then you said it was more, it was actually like ending up to be more toxic in the end. Is that which story we're talking about? No, like, we're talking about the one that like broke it off with you because he, you, okay. he was, too yeah, that's he, what I mean. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah. I had this experience, um, with this man and he, honestly, I have never felt this kind of an energy before. I was like, holy shit of someone who's like, really centered and grounded, really in his heart. Like, a, Oh, are you talking about that one? Which one? I don't know which one you want me to The say. one that I want first. Hold on. I'll get a discuss. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to check. No, I know. Not that one. I, the one who. Oh, oh, oh sorry. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. Because I just want you to hear it fresh. It's been quite a journey in, in dating and this. Lots of stories. Yeah. Um, okay. Yes. This story. Yeah. Okay, this is a real good one. This is a good one, but it, it goes to right where we're at. Okay. Yeah. yeah that one does. It does go to where we're Not, at. Okay. That other one can come in too, but he comes later. It'll come later. He's it's, toxic. But, but he this appeared, guy is appeared healed, he but appeared became healed. toxic, which happens a lot as well. Uh-huh. Because they can't sustain that. We'll talk about that in a minute. This yes. one was actually healed. This one. Oh, and yes. listen to what he said to her. Right. Right. So, so okay. So, the story. Yeah. So yeah. this, this guy, um, right after like my, my relationship ended, I met this guy um, and he was just really, really healthy, like super fucking healthy. And we had so much in common, same views about the world, same like spiritual principles, same values. Like, and I was like, whoa, but I wasn't attracted to him. Um, And so I was kind of getting in my head about that. Like, well, is that just because like, I'm not attracted to what's healthy for me. Like, what is that? But anyway, it was, it, so you were gaslighting yourself. I was gaslighting myself, but also I, it's been a journey. Cause I'm like, what I've been attracted to has been like confusing a lot of times, confusing, like chaos for chemistry, which is mm-hmm. another thing we could talk about, but mm-hmm. going back to this guy. So, so we, he was awesome, super consistent, like talk, we talked on the phone, like a bunch of times we went, we went on a date, super healthy, like just very safe, grounded energy. And like, I was like, I don't know, I don't know how I feel about this, but like one of my other friends who we should have on here, her name's Teal. She was going through a similar thing where she was dating this guy. She wasn't super attracted to, but he was like awesome. And she wanted to see if it would grow. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, maybe I'll, let me see if, if I could do the same, right? Like, it's like, we're all in these same programs. Like, yeah. They're the same like spiritual program growth, whatever. So anyway, this guy, like I started sort of sharing with him about my ex because I was still processing it and still, um, hurt by it to be really honest. And it was probably too soon for me to be engaging with anyone. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, he like listened a little bit and, and he was kind of sharing his input here and there, but then it became obvious. Like this one day I had like trigger, 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 like back to back with my ex, like popping up places and like showing up and like then ignoring me. And it was just, it brought up a lot of my stuff. And so I talked to him 
this guy, the healthy guy later that night. And he was like, are you going to get back together with him? And he was like, because he was like, I really value my time and my energy. Mm-hmm. And like, I, I'm not really available to be here, like giving you my time and energy if you're going to do that. And I was like, I understand completely. And I get it. And I hear you. And this is where I'm at right now. Like, and so I don't know what to do because I can't really shift where I'm at right now. But like, when I got off the phone with him, I was like, huh. So that's what a healthy person does. That's what a fucking healthy person. He was like, and you, and he liked me a lot. Like I was saying to you, like not to be like, oh, he liked me a lot, but he did. Mm -hmm. Like he was into me and he was willing to show up and he wanted like this. I mean, we didn't know each other super well, but like through our conversations, like he wanted to, he was a lot younger, but he was like on board for like building a life and like kids and all these things. And, Mm -hmm. and, but he, I never heard from him again. And I was like, what a healthy person. What a healthy person. And I don't know. I don't know if I've ever met such a healthy person. And it modeled for me, like, this is how a healthy person shows up yeah. when the other one is, is, me, is acting a fool, was acting a fool. Like I was like, not really, you know, and, but I was so, I was like, holy shit, that is what it looks like mm-hmm. to value yourself that much that no matter how much you like this person, mm-hmm. If they're not showing up and you're sensing that you're like, Hey, you know what? Like you're great. And I value myself and my energy more, more. Yeah. Like, so I was just like, what if, I mean, what a role model for all of us. Yeah. It was really pretty fucking cool. And like, he's really, he was young. He was like 30 or 31 or something. Like he was young, but he was an old soul. Um, Yeah. But anyway, that was that experience. And then I continued on my like little whatever trajectory. And then I finally did like move out of that energy with my ex, but that was a really like, well, then do you want to share the energy of the next person? Uh, sure. <laughs> the one I was trying to tell. Yeah. I'm going to like run to the bathroom, okay. but you can just start. Talking. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so this other story, I, after this breakup happened, I was kind of just I had this agreement with myself where I was like, I'm just going to follow the flow and the process of life versus trying to force or control or make this relationship work that clearly isn't working right with my recent breakup. So I went to this event that I wouldn't normally go to, and it was like a singing improv thing. And um, I met someone there and he was, I loved his energy and he was really in his heart and really just showing up in a way that I haven't really experienced from most men. I would say some men I have, but not any that I've dated. So anyway, we, him and I had like this connection that was really, really beautiful and so much in common, blah, 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 blah. But like, I'm, I'm like, want to be careful because I, there's things I want to say, but I feel like then I just want to be mindful of like his privacy. Yeah. But all this to say, I had this really beautiful experience with him. And I was like, holy shit, what a contrast between the person I was dating and him. Like, this is like a person who's in his heart, who like knows how to hold me properly, like energetically, who it was, I had the space to be all of me with him. And I was like, whoa, this is what I want. Like, thank you universe. Because 
I was, you know, not too long ago, just so upset about this breakup. And then I was like, if I hadn't had that breakup, I would have never bumped into the sky. I would have never had this experience Mm -hmm. to show me more of what I want. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm grateful for all of it. And I really do. Like, I really have love for him and we have a beautiful connection. And, um, so we have this thing or whatever, and he, he was not available for a relationship. Um, but what happened, which I was sharing with Sarah was we ended up at this party together and at the beginning well actually as soon as I got there he like greeted me and it was super sweet and super loving and like very touchy touchy and adorable and like for the whole night and then at the end of the night I thought like we would leave together and at the end of the night he's like kind of looking at me and to be fair he was very very clear from the beginning that he's not available for a relationship and we have this awesome connection and I want to speak to you to like just the level of honesty that that was between us Mm -hmm. allowed for me not to really get hurt in the dynamic. Okay. So that was awesome. Mm -hmm. And so he had been very, very upfront and clear and honest. And also that we had this connection and he also like felt that too, Mm -hmm. you know, it was all of it. So we're at this party and I thought that we were going to leave together. And he basically was like, you and I have already explored, like I could tell that he was like checking out this girl who happened to be a fire dancer, of course. Like, why wouldn't she be? So he was like, kind of like checking out this girl and he was like, you and I have already explored our attraction for each other. Like, we know what that is, da da da. Like, I'd like to kind of see, explore my attraction like with her now. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, really? Like, you just said that to me? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? And so- you know, but that was, that moment was evidence of like my growth too, because in the past, oh my God, that you would have whacked the fuck out. I would have like lost my marbles, mm-hmm. but I was like, okay. Like I hear what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to listen to men when they tell you, because they will tell you that they're not available. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, all right, like I hear you. So this is really what's happening right now. Okay. And I felt hurt, but I, wasn't devastated and I held I held on to myself and like I was felt a little rejected yeah like but, a normal human feeling but, but it not wasn't overpowering yeah like, it did spiral. not it did not take me out mm-hmm. and I also knew that it wasn't personal right I was like this is just where he's at with like what in his in his in, in himself in himself but it was confusing because of the the connection and like the way that it was and and that experience of that energy that felt like divine masculine energy to me and then it was like, but that behavior is like not so that's, aligned. No, that's not, that's actually not divine. That's not healed divine masculine energy because really when you want to go like the real work, it's not about exploring the energy with a bunch of fucking people. Yeah. It's not that. That has also been completely a hijacked thing yeah. and a program. That's not it. Sorry, everyone. That's not it. No, it's not. Multiple partners tons of fucking people yeah. bringing people into the bedroom. Mm-hmm. That's not, that's not it. You're you, you cannot tote heal divine masculine and be doing that. You, uh-uh. it, it's not it. No. So the work is, is to do the deep work with one other person is to explore deeper. He yeah. didn't explore anything. Yeah. He explored and, a surface. Right. And he, and believe, and you know what? I relate to him. Like, just to be really, like, yeah. I relate to him. Like, 
I've been, you know, with someone and then like seen a shiny object over there and been like, oh, maybe that instead, you know, because that's where you're at in your healing of it and your readiness to actually, you say you want this, but then you're doing this. So the universe is like, that's why you're going to still get uh-huh. A plus B equals C. Yes. However, I will say like, th- these are the moments where like, there's always going to be an attractive person. I mean, we live in LA. We, They're I, a diamond. I can everyone is, on a hot person. Everyone's hot here. Everyone's hot here. And it's like, okay, but what, and my friend John and I, and I would love to have him on the podcast. Like, I think he would love him, but he, we were talking about this. Actually, I may even, let's just read it. Cause okay. I wrote, I wrote, sometimes I make notes mm-hmm. about these conversations because they're so profound. Cause he and I, he's on a similar journey that we're on actually, Sarah. Um, but okay. He said, okay, you guys are ready for this? Remember this when you want this shiny object. Okay. Or take the shiny object, but like, right. No judgment. No, you want to do mean, whatever. You're on your own path. But... I mean, listen, I've done all the things pretty much, <laughs> but like, so he said, there's tons of attractive people check. There's a shortage of good people. There's a real shortage of good people you're attracted to. Yes. So if you can find someone that you're attracted to, that's a good person, he was like, don't be like a dog in a Frisbee. (laughs) I love that. And I was like, fuck yeah, John. Like, and, and you know, it's so anyway, that was that experience. I mean, here's the thing for me. Yes. I, physically with my eyes can look at tons of men and women in this city and physically look at them and be like they're attracted they're attracted who i'm actually attracted to yeah is very a very small pot right. so then if i've already who i'm attracted to is a teeny tiny little pod mm-hmm. then the good people out of like my numbers are my percentages is teeny tiny to find a good one in already my teeny tiny pod because I'm not attracted to just anybody and I can physically look at them and be like yes you are physically a very good looking human but at this state in the game especially that's not enough for me to even have sex with you yeah like there has to be something deeper yeah for me to go there has to be some sort of connection some sort of something that is on a deeper scale, even if we don't end up going that deep, it's just innately there to draw me in enough to even want to like mm-hmm. hook up with you at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And we're so, I mean, all of us are becoming more and more and more tuned in energetically and sensitive energetically. So like one of the things that I actually say to my clients is like, how do you feel in your body in the presence of this person? Because that's really, really important. And your, your body knows, like mm-hmm. the body knows and can feel like if you feel safe or not. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times we confuse those butterfly things for like, oh, I'm attracted. Like it's butterflies, but it's actually like danger signals, like danger flares. Right. Um, we don't, but I, yeah. But one thing, which did, ones are they? We've been ooh. taught the butterflies to follow them and that they, all this stuff happens. Right. And then really it's like, they, they're, it's like the biggest like red flag ever, like get the yeah. fuck out. But we're like, no, we're supposed to go deeper into it. Yeah. And you know, it's all data. As one of my friends says, it's all data. So like, whatever you want to do, like life is going to reflect back to you and life is going to be your teacher. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but I do want to just, before we move on, like speak to the level of communication with this guy who wanted to be with the fire dancing chick, whatever, like the thing that was different about that is that he he was super honest and upfront with me from the beginning 
And he was aware of the fact that like sleeping together is what creates like the attachment and that he's not available for that. So like, if we're going to go down that path, that he's really not going to be available for that. So like checking in with me the whole way, which was great. I mean, because then I could just have all the information. And then also after this happened with the fire dancer chick, um, we had a conversation, him and I, and I, and I was just really honest. And I was like, you know, that felt like rejection. And like, I was really confused. And, and he was like, you know, he was like, I really understand why that felt that way. And he was like, but it wasn't actually, he was like, I, I truly, truly want to protect like your heart and also my heart because I'm not available for this. Cause he was, he was like moving and all this other stuff, yeah. but, but we had this conversation that was so different. And that's why I always crave that level of communication. Cause it's like, even though it wasn't what I wanted to hear, yeah, he was like, oh, you're, you're feeling this. Like I'm available to talk to you about that. Mm-hmm. And like, and he, and by the end of the conversation, I didn't feel rejected anymore right? because he shared with me like where he's at, mm-hmm. what happened with his last relationship and like that it has nothing to do with me. And that if he had met me earlier, that he would absolutely want to be in a relationship. It's just like the timing and all the pieces and all these things. So all this to say, like, that's where I believe like the opposite of ghosting. Mm -hmm. It's like, can we just show up? What would love do, right? Like what would be a loving way to handle things? Even if it's not super aligned, even if one person wants something, the other doesn't, Mm -hmm. how do we do that? Right. But there's, there's also freedom in that because you're not now sitting here wondering what the fuck and spinning out. Mm -hmm. Right. I, two things. One, the thing about when, cause men do tell you exactly right away where they're at. They really do. It's if we choose to listen or not. And if we think that we can change them, which is the worst wounding a female can continue to go down and we've all done it and we've all been there and everyone thinks they can change everyone and vice versa. Right. Um, you can't, everyone has yeah. to change on their own and everyone has to show up because they want to from yeah. whatever area. Um, so that gives you the, the avenue to go down it further, but then you have to then take responsibility mm-hmm. for your own emotions mm-hmm. later. Oh yeah. Oh right? yeah. And that kind of sucks too, because <laughs> there's still a rejection that could come up within that. Yeah. Right. Because yes. then you almost like, set yourself up for failure Mm. Uh uh-huh right knowing you had all the information and you did it anyway yes and that pete those so please like re-listen to that whole just thing that you just sarah just said because that's i mean thinking we can change someone that we can convince like that used to be my thing i'm like oh oh yeah you're not available i'll convince you yeah what can I do? You know, and from an extremely wounded feminine space, completely right? and programming, and like, well, let just, me turn up the sex. Let me turn let up me the, turn up let the me whatever turn, yeah. I need to turn up. And like, <laughs> what a shit show! And like, then we use it as evidence when, like, from the very beginning, this person was not available, right? And it's like, then we use it as evidence to support whatever our story is subconsciously. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is what all guys are like, Once, yeah, or whatever, and. So for, yeah, I mean, so in this situation, I was just thinking like, oh my gosh, if this was my younger self, like what a, what a shit show this would be. But I actually heard him and I consciously chose to like explore the connection with him mm-hmm. and I don't regret it. I'm grateful. And like, I don't know, it was, it was, it showed me more of what I want and it showed me some things that I really don't want. Well, and that's exactly like 
that's like Abraham Hicks yeah. 101 as well, is mm-hmm. that the whole process of all of this, the good and the bad, yes. the pulling stuff into the vortex and then think, you know what I mean? Is to just keep going, molding more and more and more towards what you want. Yeah. So like you said it perfectly about how this other guy like cut himself out of your life and then you met fire dancer guy <laughs> and he showed you a part of yourself and what is possible it's just not him yeah it's not him so we can't get caught up in the story yes. of the person yeah it's they're they're just showing you another layer on your path of where you're going so when we start looking at the past and we start looking at the through line and the thread which i love to do is to break it down and really look how this led to this which led to this but yes. this this hurt thing, but it catapulted me over there. But then I had this whole other experience and I want to know that if I didn't have that and I want to have that if I didn't have that. So I'm can keep growing. Yeah. What I actually want and yes. where I'm actually going because you would have skipped out mm-hmm. on a whole bunch of experiences had you stayed in this one thing that was fucking mediocre. And yeah. I think a lot of people get stuck in things that are mediocre because totally. they're fucking scared. Oh yeah. And they're not, ready to just we live different lives than most people we are not the majority yeah and it's a blessing and a curse right because we have lived a thousand different lives in one life we've experienced so much mm-hmm. like sometimes i think to an outside person i sound like a crazy person like in the sense like this girl's fucking nuts but no i just have so much energy and i have so much like as much as I want to like take it off the island sometimes, I have so much zest for life mm-hmm. and exploration and adventure and wonderment and want to see and know bad or good to the nth fucking degree that even in my solitary confinement, like <laughs> in that smallness, I was like, that was a whole other exploring, but I like to be out in the world and people and things and running around and like, yeah, like, and, and just like experience but I had to have a winter oh, to yeah. like recharge. And right? it's like these deaths and rebirths. Like, I feel like if you were to sum up our experiences in a nutshell, it's just like multiple, multiple, like death, rebirth, death, rebirth, mm-hmm. death, rebirth. And then this last three years was just like a bunch like of that, mm-hmm. you know, to a really, really deep level. And like the whole, like Abraham Hicks thing, like contrast, like, so when you know what you don't want, you know what you do want, right? So like the contrast of what you don't want causes you to ask with even more clarity for what you do want. So nothing is ever, it's all just part of the journey and you never get it all done. And so I don't even love the labels like good or bad because Mm -hmm. it's like, we don't know what led to what led to what led to what led to what. And it's like the worst thing that could ever happen to you could be what puts you on the path to the absolute deepest desire of your heart. Mm-hmm. So we don't know. Um, but yes, we we definitely don't like we're definitely not. I mean, I think anyone listening to this probably resonates with us. So you're probably on a similar journey. But mm-hmm. I mean, we don't have a typical path for sure. And I think like fear really runs the show. I mean, mm-hmm. we haven't had an option, you and I like I mean, I sometimes I think if I had an option, I wouldn't have chosen this, but I today I would because today I'm in a good, I'm in a good headspace. But tomorrow, but I mean, no, I have been pretty good yeah, over the last. Me too. But like last few months, but like. But I remember telling my mom when I like first moved to LA and I was back home visiting Minnesota, and it I was said the same thing. I'm like, my life is a blessing and a curse, yeah. and like I'm like, mom, I can't settle and I can't mm. like be content. Like no. I can't just like, uh 
comfort, like not comfort, like, you know, I, I, I just, my, I can't be small. No. And it would be so much easier if I didn't leave home and I met someone who's my husband and we had the house and we had the children and we just have the jobs and we have this false security that we're programmed thinking that is good. And I just did that. Yeah. But instead I had to move to LA and like go and I'm still doing it. I'm Mm -hmm. still like going for the gold, you know, of whatever the fuck it is in the direction that I'm going. And I still can't settle or give up or like, I have to keep fucking going. Yeah, totally. I mean, that's, that's how I feel like with, cause with relationship stuff, like my parents are just like, what, like, what is happening with you? Like they, they it's like, you, why don't you just like pick this guy and like do whatever? And I'm uh-huh. like, I, I literally can't like, it's like my soul's blueprint or whatever that I'm supposed to go through all of these experiences. And I mean, it's my career also. So like in going through these, then I can then support others who are mm-hmm. going, which is the gift in it. But yeah, I'm not able, I can't settle. And I said that, I said that to someone like, in a plant medicine journey, I was like, I'm not settling. And they were like, clearly <laughs> like, that's obvious. Yeah. But it's this thing. You can't explain it to like, so, so. but also I want to like, re- like kind of like clarify though, but I don't think I like, you've talked about like the something shinies. And I think like in my twenties, I was like the something shinies, but now it's not even about the something shinies. It's that it's literally honing in more and more. And as I keep, mm-hmm. keep growing and expanding is to find is to bring in a counterpart who can grow and expand and challenge yeah. and show up for me in a way that they're on it. They don't have to be uber super spiritual either because I think that might be annoying. <laughs> but like, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't found my counterpart yeah. yet who can fucking keep counterpart. up. That's a good word, counterpart. Yeah, yeah. And I think like, I mean, with because for us, I mean, we're, we just this is just the path that we have, right? Like it's so much growth and so much expansion and so much and like shifting. I mean, from one week to the next, like you're going to hear this like (laughs) three weeks because I'm dropping one week, another episode we did last week, you Mm -hmm. know, by the time this airs, we move so quickly and shift through things so quickly now and heal so fast. It's like, we're going to be like shifting beyond where we are, but you'll catch that later. Right. Right. And, and, and that's what it is. Because that's how quickly we're going now. Completely. And the energy is speeding up anyway. So like all of, a lot of our paths are moving more quickly. And and that I actually appreciate because I was saying my friend today, like when something used to happen that would knock me off, like, oh, great. I'm going to feel like shit for six months. Totally. Totally. But now it's like six hours. Yeah, it's like right? really so much. And there might be some lingering stuff that kind of keeps coming through and you're like, God, you know, and it's like what yeah. I've like walked through the past like week and I'm like, I'm, I'm okay. Like it's yeah. fine, but there's just like this little residue that I'm just kind of like, get the, mm. what the fuck? Like, what was that? You know, and it all like in due time, like show itself, but. But that's the gift in going through those dark nights of the soul that were like so dark because mm-hmm. Now it's like, oh, we could, we were able to move through that and come out to the other side. So like other things that happen, we know that we're going to be okay. Like Mm -hmm. I've learned to hold the nuances of like, 
like there's shit happening in my family right now that is breaks my heart. Like, and if I want to, I could like go into that energy every day Uh and that's happening. And then there's beautiful, like amazing things happening in my life. That's also happening. And I've learned to hold both. Mm-hmm. And like, I can consciously shift into the energy of like love and appreciation. And like, also sometimes I need to go into the pain and the grief and feel those feelings too, but it's like holding the nuances. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's been like the last year that I've learned to do that really. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just, you're not spending as much time. We can shift out of the, the, that those dark places, the duration gets shorter and shorter and shorter because I feel personally after solitary confinement and having my fucking skin peeled off, my heart ripped open, stabbed 5,000 times and then got corn salt all over my body and then probably burned a few times. It was just the most fucked up thing I've ever been through the pain that I felt and the depths that I went to that I've come out of it. And I'm like, well, that didn't kill me. Nothing's going to kill me. Try me at this point. Like Mm -hmm. I was thinking about it today and I was like, what could maybe like, like match the depth of that fucking pain? Maybe if I had a kid that died or maybe the loss of my dog, Mm -hmm. Or that I deeply fell in love and they got killed. Yeah. I don't know. Because at this point, the small things. Yeah. Or even a tiny little hiccup relationship wise or this or that, or like, is like, it's rolls, right? I'm like, it means really nothing. Yeah. Because if that didn't fucking kill me or take me down and I'm still standing and I'm better for it, then I feel invincible mm-hmm. in in a, not in an unhealthy like way but I truly feel like I can conquer anything at this moment because that all of that didn't fucking kill me I totally hear you and relate and I've wondered that too and I'm still <laughs> mind like sound mind and body like yeah. I'm not even fucking crazy I'm I know not in a fucking loony bin tune house I'm not on medication mm-hmm. I'm healthier in my mind than I've ever been in my entire life same same which is like I mean and my background too like just to speak to that is like years ago I mean from the time I was 19 I was on some kind of medication for like anxiety depression until I was like 30 something and like that's our society that we live in Mm -hmm. like oh you're experiencing like any kind of something that's other than happiness here's some drugs yeah Take these drugs. That's real. Cause that's great. And like what has been the most healing for me in these moments? Cause what you're describing is like truly like burning. Like it's like walking through the fire where you it burns and but it burns away and alchemizes all the things that we are not, like those old traumas, old energies, old stories. And it's like then we become more of who we are. And that is why we feel the best we've ever felt because we've been able to clear away so much of that and mm-hmm. it's an ongoing process, but, um, but the big bulky shit, like right now, I feel like to show up in a relationship with someone, I don't have any baggage. And that dawned on me last week. And I was like, wait a second, mm. I don't have any fucking baggage. Like I wouldn't whoever... say that about myself. 
I just pulled this Whoever, over. I mean, who knows? Like the stuff can be triggered when partnership <laughs> comes up, but I'm like, but if you really think about it, I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. I don't have any exes that I'm dealing with. I don't. Oh, in that way. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah. And just like, I've even just over the past like three weeks, just cleared out some major timelines, some major old trauma that mm-hmm. has to do in relationship stuff. Yeah. I don't share my dog with anyone. I don't, you know what I mean? Yes. Like yes. my street is so clear mm-hmm. that I am, if you're the right person mm-hmm. and all the boxes are ticked, but not in an annoying dating way, <laughs> I'm fully available to show up with no fucking baggage. Yeah. I'm not pining for an old love. I'm not wounding in an old love or this or that. I'm not hopefully carrying anything over that and it could happen, but we don't know. We won't know until like whatever. I'm literally free to show up into something Mm -hmm. in a complete state of like no residual shit. Yeah. Yeah. And, and we were saying that too, like these old stories and timelines, I mean, we can keep playing them out if we want to, right? We can. Like, and I can go play out a few. I could even revisit a few <laughs> if I want. Just make up a couple phone calls. We go right back in it. But there's one I would love to. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I would, but not. No, yeah, like, like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah, like but that would have been pretty fucking fantastic. <laughs> but like we were saying, you know, this is the point where like we have agency over whether we do that or not because we're so clear of like the the timeline options. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like you were doing the, a couple episodes ago, like the train schedule, like, oh, seven o'clock. Okay. He goes to me, check. Right. Yeah. Like, like we know that timeline. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like up to us to, to be like, okay, I'm, I'm actually no longer available for that. Like, thank you, but no, thank you. I am available for this. And you were like, I'm only available for my King. And that's how I feel too. Mm-hmm. I am not available. Mm-mm. It's just not, I'm just done. It's boring at this point yeah. because we're just repeating when you when you become consciously aware of things and you see stuff with clear sight and the veil has been lifted you cannot go back to those things you can't unsee it you can't unsee it and it's so blatant it's like yeah. you would have to like fucking take heroin to go back because you would have to put a veil back on yeah but you can't it's too clear yeah it's all right there yeah and i will say like it it takes for me, right? Because I'm still, I mean, I want the same thing that you want. Like I want to create a beautiful, loving, healthy, conscious partnership in like sacred union with an amazing human who's my king, which I feel a little weird saying my king for some reason, mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, that's what I want. And I don't even fully know exactly what that feels like. So it's like the exploration of being like open and available to that. And like what, because obviously what I was doing before was not aligned with that. Mm-hmm. And then I've had these recent experiences with people that are much more aligned with that energy, mm-hmm. but it's foreign to me. Mm-hmm. So it's like interesting because as these energies become more available, it then asks me to grow yet again. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Like, like I was on the phone with this guy that I've been seeing last night. And, and for some reason yesterday, yesterday was father's day. Like I had all this emotion come up and I didn't even expect it. And I was getting ready to go to this event and like, he called me and FaceTimed me and I was FaceTiming with him. And then I just had all of this and I don't even know where it came from. And I, and I just shared a little bit about what's happening in my family, which has been this really painful dynamic. And 
I cried with him and he just like held the safest space. And then like later that day, I I had reached out. I reached out to my brother who hasn't been speaking to me. And I just sent him like a happy Father's Day message. Um, and then he wrote back, like, please don't text me. Oh. Yeah. And that. Wow. Yeah. That's like, so that's, I mean, that tells you a lot, but like, yeah. so I shared it with, with the guy um, that I've been talking to. And he, again, later, like gave me the space to talk about it again. And then I'm like, in my, I'm like, okay, am I talking about this too much? Am I sharing too much? So I like switched the subject to something about him. And he was like, if you're ready to switch to another subject, awesome. But like, I really want to have the space for you to like, whatever you need to have, like share here or feel or express. And I was like, what do I do with this? Like, I didn't even really fully know how to like receive that space. Mm -hmm. And then I said to him, well, I just don't want to like take up too much space with this and he was like don't you worry about that and I was like mm -hmm. huh and it was so that was like that's the energy guys like if you're listening like that's the that's like the energy where you can create a safe space for a woman to just be fully expressed like mm -hmm. I've heard it explained like like a woman is like the river like and the guy is the river bank like the and that's like if you can hold that safe space and container for us in all of our emotions, and we're not talking about like toxic femininity where mm -hmm. we're like screaming or doing things mm -hmm. that are creating trauma, but just yeah. like for the waves of our emotions, mm -hmm. that is one of the most loving things that, that we can experience. We don't want to be fixed. No, we just want to be understood. Yeah. And, and, hurt, her, right? and, and everybody the minute, that. like, I remember my ex-husband, like I would just need to vent and move mm -hmm. through something. And he would just start trying to like, well, maybe you should, I was like, yeah. shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's not what I need right now. Yeah. I don't need a, you should and the fixing. No, I just need it. Sometimes it's like, you know, we don't like to talk shit about our friends. Right. But sometimes I will hold space for people to just whatever something that happened with someone else to let them get it out of their body, just yeah. to get that initial jolt out of the body. Mm -hmm. So then they can do, they can bring it to that person and do what they need to do with it. You're and sometimes like it just gets out. And then we just, then you can just move on. And it's like, yeah, you don't need to create a big thing around it. But I do believe in like, just, we need to just get the things out of our bodies. I mean, and that's the work that I do with sound baths anyway. Mm -hmm. The whole thing is to bring the vibration yes. and the sound to move the energy out of the body. So talking is the same way, right? Like sometimes I just need to talk it out for a while yeah. and go in the loop for a minute, yes. right? Yeah. And Until it leaves and I'm like, okay, I'm released. Or, okay, the stills keeps coming around, coming around, still on my heart. Okay, now I need to take a different step with it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And I love, thank you for being that kind of a friend. Mm -hmm. Cause like we really do, like, I mean, I don't want to talk shit or gossip. Like I just think that that energy is not great, mm -mm. but there, sometimes there's moments where like we're triggered into whatever it is, like our inner child or our inner teenager, where it's like, we just need to be able to say the thing and like be immature, be whatever in that mm -hmm. moment, just to get it out. Like you said, not to like, because otherwise we're holding it in and then that creates more issues, mm -hmm. but that space to just be expressed and, and seen and heard in your experience, mm -hmm. which you create so beautifully. And like, if you guys have not been to one of Sarah, Sarah's sound baths or like have her come to you because holy shit, these sound baths like take me to another planet and are so healing. Mm -hmm. Like 
and and especially I just have to like when she puts like the bowl on top of you and like does the I don't even know how to say it but like makes it vibrate on top of you you can feel it emanating through your body and like releasing because I hold so much right here Mm -hmm. but anyway um but yeah there's those moments and like it's very human of us to well I mean it isn't once we've done the work right but to like push people out of their emotions Mm -hmm. like even if someone's crying you're like here's a tissue yeah that's not actually loving Mm -mm. because you're stopping the moment which is what I learned from Ama and Santos Mm. they're like no let the snot fall down allow the emotion to move because then you're interrupting the moment and it interrupts the flow of the processing of the emotion or I even feel like sometimes when people come in and like can I give you a hug and I'm like don't don't want that touch me yeah like I really like I don't want this like change in like that makes me feel like I'm weak or I'm poor me like I just want space held that's it. And, and this is, this is the work. And this is another benefit of our lovely trauma university where we <laughs> like, because to you, <laughs> graduates of TU, over graduates here. of TU, we just trauma graduated with honors. PhD level, <laughs> yeah. not to toot our own horn, but I think no. we can fucking toot our own horn. Yeah. But, but valid all- Victorians over here. <laughs> I gave a speech. Oh yeah. But, but like there is, there is, there are gifts in that because, because we've gone to those places and spaces within ourselves, we can now sit with another Mm -hmm. and hold that space for them to be, to heal themselves, which is what we have talked about, which isn't like nobody heals anyone. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not healing anyone. You're not healing anyone. Mm -hmm. We're literally just creating that space Mm -hmm. for you know, them to tap into their own healing within them, the divine, whatever you want to call it, right? Assisting, like sometimes it's like, yeah, I assist bringing down energy and putting it into your body and helping you move stuff. But if you don't do the work beyond that, it's just going to come back. Mm -hmm. I can only do so much. No, I don't know if there's any healer on this planet that can actually fully just heal someone and they walk away and they, without doing, if there's any part of it, it's like you can heal disease but then if that person goes back out and he eats the wrong food and mm-hmm. watches the wrong thing and, you know, just is in the wrong mind frame, they'll bring that disease yes. right back in. I think it's actually it's weird that I'm bringing up so much Abraham Hicks. I haven't even listened to them in a long time, but they were, I think it was Abraham Hicks that was talking about the distribution of money. Mm-hmm. And like, if we took all the money and distributed it to everybody evenly by the, nah. like by over time, the people who are rich in the beginning will be rich again. And the people who are yeah. poor will be poor again with all the same opportunity because it's all about yes, sister. the mindset Let's of it. It's all about that. where we're at in our mind. I can, I would love to speak to that more, but before that, just like the, the gift of like, because we've met ourselves in those places, we are now comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like I can be with anyone in their deepest pain mm-hmm. and just love them and hold space and allow their process. But that isn't, I mean, that, that takes me going to those places within myself. Right. And you, mm-hmm. and so that's part of our journey as like people that work in the healing field. Right. Mm-hmm. But, but others that haven't gone to those places are uncomfortable when we're on, unco- when you're mm-hmm. uncomfortable. So it's like, oh, like, let me fix it. Let me do this. Let mm-hmm. me push you out of it. And that just happens to be one of my biggest triggers. Cause I'm like, excuse me, like, I just need to feel what I'm feeling. Yeah. But all we crave as humans, like not just as women, but to just feel seen and heard and understood and witnessed, like 
in our experience is so healing. Like you don't have to try to fix it. You don't have to try to make it different. And that's the work that I do with like couples, especially is like teaching the tools for how to create that space. Even if you're both having a different experience, even if, you know, you don't agree, it's like, let's put all that to the side and just explore like, what was my experience and what is your experience and how can we share it in the way that we both feel seen and heard and understood and that and meet at the level of vulnerability and meet at the heart because then it creates the natural opening for resolution of whatever came up. So it's super, super powerful. And it's, it's simple, actually, it's not complex, but the deeper we go within ourselves. So, so if like, and I know for, for me, like one of the biggest challenges I've had in relationships is like when someone can't meet me because they haven't gone to those depths within themselves. And this one quote, like saved me so many times. And it's, people can only meet you as deeply as they've met themselves. Mm -hmm. It's true. So it isn't personal. Mm -mm. So that like, if someone ghosts you or if someone, you know, breaks up with you or if someone, whatever, like that's just as that's where they're at for that moment. And it really doesn't have anything to do with you because mm -hmm. the more now I look back at all my things and I'm like, huh, that really didn't have much to do with anyone else <laughs> at all. At all. That's just where you're at. Mm -hmm. And the four agreements, like Don Miguel Ruiz, one of the four agreements of like how to live a peaceful, loving experience as a human is like, take nothing personally, mm -hmm. because everything is a projection of our own reality and our own mm -hmm. internal landscape, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what you're saying about the money. And so the work that I do, like I focus on relationships, right? But a lot of it is getting into the subconscious and really uncovering and illuminating these stories that we have to give the opportunity to shift that because otherwise we will keep creating the same whether the same relationship the same financial mm -hmm. situation the same health problem like you mm -hmm. said right like I don't know I could go on a tangent about well that. that like brings me up as like when uh the person that I cared about so deeply and I like broke things off and I remember him saying to me like you're like you're just too good for me like mm -hmm. I'm not good enough for you and that broke me, my heart. And it, like, I spent four and a half years with this person. Like, if I didn't think you were good enough for me, or I was too good for you, I wouldn't be here. So like, it always like hurt my heart of like, and who are you to decide yeah. for me? Yeah. What is good enough for me or not? I'm sorry that you don't feel good enough about you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. For this. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Yes. But you don't get to decide my experience. And that's what you've done in these four and a half years. And that's why we've had what we've had because you decided something for me that I wasn't deciding mm. in that aspect. Yeah. Because if I decided that I wouldn't have spent four and a half years with you yes. at all. Yeah. I would have spent four and a half seconds. Right. And then I would have dipped the fuck out. Like this wouldn't even have happened. Yeah. And I, and I so relate to you on that. Cause it's like, what like I'm choosing this and I'm choosing you so what are you talking about that yeah I'm better than you like one of my exes said to me because we actually did the work together more than anyone that I've ever been with and we worked with my mentors and we did couples coaching and we did all this stuff and like I felt it was so devastating to me when it ended because we had built something like really if at least on my end like I was like consciously building with this person and then for all that to just be like, you know, in quotes for nothing. I mean, obviously it's not for nothing, but mm -hmm. um, 
but he said to me, he was like, I feel like you're like a formula F1 racer. And I'm like walking backwards on crutches limping, like, and I just can't keep up with you with this work and this stuff. And like, that was so devastating. Cause I'm like, I don't understand. Like I, it's not worth it to you. Like we did all of this and it's like not worth it to you, but it isn't that it's like, we're going to be shown ourselves in partnership over and over again and be asked to heal and expand and rise. And that's the true meaning of like a spiritual partnership and spiritual union. Mm -hmm. Right. So this book, my favorite, how to be an adult in relationships. Like the part that I was reading today was saying like, we are so just messed up with our idea of what love is because it's like, you know, this, you know, initially like honeymoon phase or whatever you want to call it with like the cocktail of chemicals and the oxytocin and all the feel good. Oh my God. The colors outside get brighter. The greens are more green. The sounds are more smelly. The birds are chirping louder and the sun is burning my eyeballs. (laughs) Yeah. I don't even need acid. Totally. It's like, and, and it was talking about like the natural phases that relationships go through. And that was like, and this was really confronting, but also helpful, right? It was, he was calling that phase and there's different names depending on whatever, but he was saying like, that phase is like the ego projection of our ideal onto the other. Mm. And so of course, yeah. Whoa, like, amazing. and no one can fucking live up to that. Of course they can't. So, so that's the initial phase, right. Which lasts however long, like mm-hmm. I think it's like six months to a year or whatever. Yeah. You're lucky or, or like maybe not day. lucky or a day or whatever, <laughs> depending on the t- timeline or two. But, um, but then after that comes like the, the conflict phase where like you start to see that this is actually a real human with real you know stuff and habits and idiosyncrasies and things and it's like there there there's an opportunity there to move through some things and you can come to a place of like conscious union where it's like really beautiful which is actually more fulfilling and loving than the initial honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. but a lot of people don't survive the conflict phase because they're like what the fuck like I want the honeymoon phase back Mm-hmm. so it's like but again back to the programming it's like what even like I mean I asked my I'm like what is love like is love a feeling is love like a choice is it an action and this book I mean there's a passage from this book that I could read but it's talking about like love is love is like a choice that you make and one of our our beautiful sisters like was talking to me about this because she's in a, she's married and she has a little baby and she was saying you know every day I choose my husband and like she had an experience where she bumped into someone that she had this connection that was undeniable and they both felt it and it was obviously there she was like and that was that and I and nothing happened but like it was an undeniable and she's like but I choose my husband every single day and like that is what the book was saying about like that's what love is it's like choosing love choosing to be loving when it's not the easiest thing Mm -hmm. it's like and that I'm that makes a lot of sense to me Mm -hmm. and that makes sense to me why a lot of relationships don't really flourish or last because if we have this idea of what love is Mm -hmm. and we're programmed to look at 
something shiny or something mm-hmm. is better somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And we're in like the ultimate cheating era, yeah. right? Yeah, and absolutely. shady cheating that, you know, just we fucking are. bullshit. It's disgusting. We are in the che- cheating era though. Like, I mean, all these apps you can have, the dating apps, the also the apps to be secretive, to like fuck. even Snapchat, the message disappears. Yeah. You can easily delete things on your phone. I'm like, it's so easy to yeah. get away with everything and and that being said and that's a fucking choice it is a choice and this has been in the field for like the last three years like just with my clients and like in my own experience and all of these things like this betrayal like infidelity cheating shit but I also believe just like a lot of things are crumbling like this is part of the crumbling like it's coming and bubbling up yeah so like it's like the the pendulum is swung so far yeah. it has to go and then it's going to find its way back. And this is like the, the revealing of like bringing to light what really isn't fucking working. That's mm-hmm. standing in the way of what would allow us to have these beautiful sacred union type of mm-hmm. connections. So, but yeah, it's, it's no joke. I feel like I was going to say something now and I forget. Um, oh, oh, that we are. So yes, all this stuff is bubbling up and it's really crazy. Even on Instagram, there's like a vanish mode or like, I was like, what is this vanish? What the fuck? Yeah. But that being said though, we're all more tuned into energy. Mm -hmm. So energy is frequency and like Mm -hmm. everybody subconsciously knows everything. Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Mm -hmm. So you can't really get away with it. I mean, I tell people all the time, try lying to me. Me too. I'm going to know in two seconds. And, or if I don't know it, because I'm like distracted consciously, the universe always gives me the truth. Uh Always. Every single time. I don't even need to question it. You lie to me. I get the truth. I overhear something. I'm at the right place at the right time. Something unfolds just in the most beautiful way. Or you tell me something vibrationally, it hits my body in a certain way that I know this vessel so fucking well now, I can discern what the vibration is. And then because of my Claire um, voyancy, it then shows me in picture or thought of exactly what it it actually like translates it. And then I get the truth. It's like so fucked up and amazing, but it's fucked up. And sometimes that's painful. Oh yeah, girl. Because it's like, I don't want to see or know that. Like that's fucked up. Now I have to fucking walk through that by myself. And I can't even tell you or work through it maybe because it's just like, I just know fucking shit that I don't even know how I know it. And then like, but I wanted to touch real quick on the back thing about love. Yeah. And going back to the person that I spent the four and a half years with and my one of my biggest teachers and it's funny because he was like I have nothing to offer you he actually (laughs) offered me like the biggest lessons and teachings of my entire existence um and broke my heart like no one ever has to bring me to my greatest like phoenix rising right yeah Yeah. um but what's interesting about that and in this is going to be a fine line that I'm talking about this because I don't want anyone to get this twisted because there were things that were not above board and Mm -hmm. borderline like kind of fucking like not physically abusive but it's kind of like really fucking toxic abuse shit like I don't even know how to explain it I'm not going to go into the story someday I'll divulge everything but it's not now but I'll do a tell-all I'll do a tell-all write a fucking book or something (laughs) but I've really walked through a lot with this person right and I in the beginning had the high where all the greens were more green and then things came like crashing down and then it was this push pull and then it was here and then it was there and then it was these toxic games and then it was like this ghosting and then it was not. And then it was like, 
you know, super gaslighting, then not, then love bombing, then disappearing, and then and other layers that I'm not going to fucking talk about, right? And super sexually charged throughout all of it, right? So it's like this whole big, like every fucking emotion thing you could possibly go through. And when it ended, some things that unfolded were like some of the most painful things of that were my fears and my wounding being played out in front of my face that I had to witness, which Mm -hmm. was like, that's what sent me into the spiral, into the depths of my hell. So fucking painful. But somewhere through all the layers and all the years and all the different things that we had went through, I still love him to death. Yeah. I fucking love him. And I ran into him a couple weeks ago and I was just looking across the room and I'm like, I still fucking love you. And it's not that like I'm healed in it. I've let it go. I don't, it's not this, like I'm holding on and like, I have a desire to do it all again. Like I I can't go backwards. So that's not going to happen. But, and I even said to him at one point, like you've shown me unconditional love. I understand Mm. through all of this, like, and my love isn't coming from an unhealthy wounded place. It's literally just this knowing and this feeling. And now I'm at this place that I've healed so much and all this shit has happened. I walked through it. Like I actually honor the part that he played for me yes. to do some of my deepest work mm-hmm. and I forgive him yeah. and I get it. And that doesn't mean I want to go back and go into that whole dynamic again, because I can't. And that doesn't mean that I can even, I don't even know if I could be friends with him again in this lifetime, maybe, or maybe not. That doesn't negate the toxicity that happened mm-hmm. at all. That's still very real and very prominent. Yeah. And but more than one thing can be true. Yes. I hold so much love for this human and like honor for just him. And like, he taught me unconditional love. I understand how to unconditionally love someone. Yeah. Yeah. But that also means boundaries. That doesn't yes. mean that now I can make a phone call and he's over here in two seconds and we're right back in the dynamic. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely not. It's not yeah. going to go down that way. But yeah, I still hold this like deep resonance for this human on this planet. Completely and I think it. like, honestly, I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't think this one is going to that's going to ever change mm-hmm. I really don't I I feel this one is like you know yeah. like there's a few other people I'm like yeah I loved you and whatever bye don't care but I I just I don't know this it's different you know mm-hmm. and it just it is what it is and I've surrendered to that and I've let that be what it is and it's like I understand unconditional love my dog has shown me mm-hmm. and had me understand unconditional love right yeah I get it but that doesn't mean that then you hurt yourself or harm yourself or you you let go of how you should be treated or how you should let someone show up for you. Those are two different things. And I had to learn that the hard way. Yeah. Right. And that is like one of the most, I think one of the deepest lessons that we can learn. Right. And like, I, I mean, Santos, who's one of my mentors, like he, that's been part of his journey is like, just learning to be in service of unconditional love on the planet Mm -hmm. and like that is is I don't know what could really be more beautiful than that like and like you said I mean there's 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 someone in my life too that I feel that way about that like 
I will love them forever. And the situation maybe was completely fucked up and like, it could look like that on paper. And, mm-hmm. but there were so many other layers to it. And yeah, it's, and to just be able to have love there and be grateful for the lessons, even though it was like the most painful excavation and asked me to go to the deepest places of myself to like really become free though, mm-hmm. because like, how else would we access those places within us if not to have that person to bounce off of and illuminate it Mm -hmm. so like it is isn't it interesting that he said like I don't have anything to offer you and really it was like one of the vehicles for your deepest like expansion and metamorphosis and healing Uh uh-huh like he had everything to offer me yeah but it didn't look like in this dimension or on this timeline or what it looks like or what we think right like monetarily or this or that or like status or blah 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 like it had nothing and it with me it never has anything to do with that I've never dated but like well maybe that won't like it's like but you just said earlier like yeah that was like nothing I was like 20 something but like I've dated people that are known mm-hmm. in this world like across <laughs> the world right <laughs> that like I could say names and you'd be like I know you know yeah but I didn't date them because of their name. I didn't date them because of their status. I dated them because we had a connection. Mm -hmm. Right. And I also left because they weren't treating me well. Yeah. I didn't care of who they were Mm -hmm. and I didn't use their name to get to somewhere because I'm still where I'm at and it's (laughs) not over there. Um, but in all my, exactly. And that's, I've always wanted to do it on my own energies. Um, but if you like go through the people that I've been with it's like they're all over the map because it's all energetic connections mm-hmm. for me it's all like it's all contracts for me it's not that I'm chasing after certain people and things to get certain people and things yeah and that's just not your path that's very obvious that that's yeah. not your thing I've seen that with other people like thinking like that that's part of their journey is like oh this person could give me this this or this status or do mm-hmm. this for me but that's not you at all no yeah that's because I've always wanted to like it's my challenge to do it on my own. And that's been like in my other teaching and healing that's happened to me over the past couple of years is like allowing help to happen yeah. and like allowing other people to step up and step in and that I hadn't been able to provide for myself how I always have. And like, I was put in certain like positions where like I, it just wasn't happening. And because I was being taught to be able to receive on a different way and to lean on to people. And that has been a whole on another. Yeah. I mean, part of the healing wasn't just about love. It's a, it was about surrendering and letting go. And when you're in a vulnerable or weaker state, because I came out into the world being pretty fucking strong and being able to hold a lot of space. And then when you can't really hold it and you have to rely on others to like, hold it or come in and you feel like weak and vulnerable like that sucks yeah for me that sucks I mean it might not be for other people and then I have to constantly ask for help and I'm still not on the other side of it yet and it's this really bizarre thing but obviously it's part of the healing and the process Mm -hmm. for me as well because I can't always have been like the strong one and the one to like you know yes and and that is like that's really important that you mentioned that because that belief, which a lot of people have, a lot of my clients have it. Sometimes I feel it too, but I have some other ones that are like more prominent, but 
have to do everything on my own, have to do everything on my own. Like that specific belief that's like was subconscious and is now brought to your conscious awareness could potentially be like a barrier to creating that partnership that you want, Mm -hmm. right? So the universe is going to show you Mm -hmm. like, even if it has to make you super uncomfortable to like a place where you have no option but to receive Mm -hmm. because then it will create that new blueprint for like it is okay to receive which then will allow in that partnership where you can receive and create together Mm -hmm. so it is all for our expansion Mm -hmm. which and I just want to be real with everyone like when I'm in my shit like I fucking hate when people say that Mm -hmm. I'm like shut the fuck up this is hell on earth I don't give a shit if it's for my expansion but it actually, I mean, it truly, truly is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I get it if that's, you're listening and you're like, what, shut up. Because it's not fun to hear when you're in the yeah. moment of like, I don't like, it's like gun to my head. Like, okay, I'll receive now. Mm-hmm. Like, Jesus, it's so yeah. uncomfortable. Because maybe it hasn't so been. So uncomfortable. It may, and it probably wasn't super safe to receive, right? No. So it's all of that. And and mine, I feel like it had to go a lot with like being worthy to yeah. let others. Yeah. And that's some deep old wounding. And like that, I was a burden. That was a big mm. thing that I always felt like I was a burden. And I've literally had some friends that we work together on some projects and they pay for part of this project. And that's been really hard for me that I haven't been able to pay for part of this project on my own and we had to go in through a whole like healing conversation around this um and then they reiterate to me every now and then and they're like and you're not a burden Mm. and they remind me like and you're not a burden Mm. and we went walked through some other stuff the other day and what's interesting is because I moved and healed obviously we've talked about it now for the past three weeks some like huge shit and we were having a business meeting and they're like, okay, we're going to change some structures of this or that. Well, months ago, we changed some structures and I felt completely fucking abandoned Aww. because a rupture happened, but it didn't get repaired right. And then changes were happening. And then I literally felt super abandoned and that got brought up. And we talked about it and they were so cute in our meeting yesterday. Cause they're like, so structures are changing again. And like, we're going to go in this direction and we just want you to know we're not abandoning you. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? No, I didn't think you were. And because I've healed that part, like I don't, I'm not in that space anymore. And and what I've just walked through in the last three weeks, like I wouldn't even take that like that right now, but like, thank you for reminding me or just like, you know what I mean? That you're, and that's the beautiful part about mm-hmm. communicating with people is like, we had this rupture. It got wonky we both, we all pulled away from each other. I didn't know the future of anything. Right. And then things brought us back because we are working together essentially. Right. So then we had to have this deep talk, which got really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but things had to be said. Yes. But then it's, it's moved us into now we're in a really beautiful thing that like, it's, I thought Mm -hmm. it was cute. Like, just so you know, like you're not a burden or just seeing it. And like, being really supportive in, in like just nurturing, you know, and I've had to work that with my family too. And like, I'm just going to say it. I don't like to talk about it. I don't like to announce it to everyone, but like my family has been helping me pay bills. Mm -hmm. And what's been really hard in this moment is I go back out and get a job in a restaurant, which if you listen to any of my past things, like over the past, like two years, like, I didn't think I would ever go back to this environment. I had to work through a lot of toxic shit that 
was endured through working in this environment. I'm having a different experience now. So it's like neither here nor there either because a lot of that was healed to then go back. But I haven't been making enough money and I'm working all these hours to still pay my bills, which is a weird thing concept in my brain that this part is still playing yeah. on. Yeah. Like, why are we now still in this thing? Yeah. And I still have to call my parents for money. But what's shifted is me calling them because growing up, I never asked them for money. I was always doing it on my own. And I had to work through feeling like a failure. I had to work through being like a burden. Mm -hmm. I had to work through them not liking me. I had to work through like, not that that wasn't true, but like they had to work through my mom, especially with scarcity and different stuff. Like, because mm -hmm. I'm like the only alternative for me at this moment, if you don't help me and you don't have to, but the only alternative is that I come live with you. Mm -hmm. That's where we're at. Yeah. Right. Either yeah. we keep this ship going here and like, I'm doing the best I can do and I will continue to do more. Or I'm like, you let me know, we call it and I'm out, but then I have to come stay with you guys yeah. until something else comes up. Yeah. But what I've had to really walk through is this continuing to feeling like a burden and I feel like I'm at the tail end of it now. Uh -huh. And they, what they've walked through through this is they don't even get a tinge. My mom used to get this tinge in her voice if in the beginning when I would need money and I would be scared to call her. And then I would call my dad and I would be like, can't even talk. I'm mean, like in hysterics, yeah. you know, and I'm like, I'm so fucking sorry. I'm and now it's just like, okay. This is what I've done this month. This is how much came in. Like, this is what we need, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And they're like, okay. Yeah. And that, those pieces, like, it's so uncomfortable, right? Like it's super. Well, and I just want to put this piece for the audience. My yeah. parents aren't rich Yeah. and my parents are retired and my parents were like middle-class of like, they don't, that's what's yeah. been really hard too, is there isn't a lot they've always provided and they've always been amazing. And, but there isn't like, I'm like some fucking trust fund baby or, and that's what plagued me too, is like, I'm taking money from my parents in retirement. And at certain moments, I'd be like, obviously I'm going to pay you guys back. But then when still nothing's working out, I'm like, I don't even know. I just felt like I was going under my own debt. And now I'm building on more debt that I'm being piled upon all this fucking debt that I'm never going to get out of. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's completely untrue. Well, it is untrue because the and now I'd like you to, yeah, yeah. Go well, what you're gonna say. Well, I love, but I love what you said because that example is perfect to really illuminate these beliefs, like I'm a burden and whatever else the story is, that we can't help but see it when we're in these positions. And how else would we see it, right? Mm -hmm. It's the same thing with like the romantic relationship stuff. It's like these relationships, these dynamics show us ourselves, and then we can actually do what we need to do to work through this, to tell a new story, to then have a new experience. Because the truth is like th there are infinite possibilities. And in any moment, like you can tap into a, a channel that like really wipes all of that debt out mm -hmm. and it could happen, you know, easily and mm -hmm. quickly. Mm -hmm. Like, and I know your gifts, like mm -hmm. there are many ways that that could happen, you know, mm -hmm. but when we get stuck in that loop of like, oh my God, it's never going to be this. And it's always going to be this way. And we just get looping and stuck, mm -hmm. but how beautiful that you've been able to work through it as uncomfortable as it is 
Oh, um, it's been, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I mean, and that was equally as parallel uh-huh. going, like I'm going through financial shit yeah. and heartache at the same yeah. fucking time, going to the bottom of the barrel of everything. And that's what led to my solitary confinement in a sense. And I look at the universe took everything away from me. So I had absolutely no distraction to do my deepest work because yeah. if you would have given me the money, I would be off like, let's go to dinner. Let's do mm-hmm. let's flip it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like let's distract, distract all over the place. And yeah. they're like, no, you're finally going to fucking go into the depths with no distraction. Like you don't even get to like leave the house yeah, because you can't even pay for gas to go anywhere or to pay for the food outside of the house. Yes. And because of the vision that you have for your life and what you want to create, that is necessary because to get to that vision, that next level, right? Anything that's not aligned with it has to be illuminated Mm -hmm. to be worked through, cleared, processed, whatever. So Mm -hmm. it has to happen. Mm -hmm. But yeah, and the thing that I love too that you mentioned was like, just people that you can share this stuff with and and be open about it and have safe relationships, like where we can practice that with each other. Like where like, yeah, it might sound silly, but like I felt abandoned in that moment or whatever. And like Mm -hmm. that happened with me too. Like last weekend, my friend, I was like, we were at this, we're at a meeting together. And then I was like, are you coming, are you coming to lunch? He's like, I am, but like I have therapy at 1.30, so I will be leaving. Like he's giving me a warning. Yeah. Because I'm like, oh my God, this is so, but it's so sweet and loving Uh to understand each other's vulnerabilities and like treat them with care. Yeah. Like our friendships and romantic. Instead of playing some weird games or some withholding or just completely like, yeah, like really understanding like, okay, you know, this is, this is don't worry. Like, this is like, okay, this is what we're doing. You know, that's where we practice like mm -hmm. secure attachment with each other. Even if we're not in romantic partnership, right? Like we're practicing that with each other in like, and also letting all of ourselves be seen mm-hmm. and met and then loved, but there, but then there's discernment, right? Cause certain, certain relationships or people may be safe for that. And certain ones may are just not. Yeah. And mm-hmm. that's where we got to come back to our intuition mm-hmm. and like, same as you, like, I feel everything and I see things like almost right away. Mm-hmm. And my biggest problem has been then ignoring it. Mm-hmm. It's not that I don't see it. So it's kind of like at this point, like it, it just honesty is the best idea for all of us because mm-hmm. we're so tuned in and so energetic that totally it's going to, it's going to reveal itself yeah. in one way or another at this point, it's going to reveal itself. Yeah. And I just think where the planet is and where the energies are anyway, not much can stay hidden at this point. No, it really, it really can't. We're not in that vibration anymore. So get your integrity straight Yeah, and be, yes. within yourself to yourself first and foremost, and then with the ones outside. And it's like, it is just such a form of disrespect, but I have to look at that too, because I've been dealing with someone recently who hasn't been in their integrity. And it's, I find it really interesting. Mm. And I'm like, I could go into a whole thing with this, with them. And I'm not really even going to. And then I went into a different thing, like, okay, I feel disrespected. And then it was like, it's not even about you. Mm. It's about the respect they have for themselves. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. Like, so (laughs) yeah, the way people treat you is a reflection of how they feel about themselves, like truly. Mm-hmm. So hurt people hurt people, mm-hmm. right? We've all heard that. But I heard this other thing recently and I was like, huh, that like free people, free people. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, holy shit, that's so true. And healed people, heal people. Healed people, heal people. And, and creates that space. So the most important work that we can do is do our, again, like work on ourselves, work on creating freedom and liberation within ourselves so that then we can be that energy and that space for others to remember and free themselves. Mm -hmm. Like they're, what's more important than that? And that's like, that's really part of what we're here for, I believe you know, mm-hmm. and there's all these stories and programs and things that keep us from, from that, that, which will yeah. allow us to expand exactly and ascend. And then, mm-hmm. and then all the little things that we want will probably come into our experience anyway. Mm-hmm. But at that point, we're so, we're like, so good within ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel pretty good within myself. Like, I'm just like, all right, like, my mental filter has really been shifted. Yeah. And like changed. Out. Me too. Yeah. We are different people than where we met a few years uh, ago. Percent. And I'm right? grateful that like, I'm so grateful because so many times, like when people grow and shift, then you're like vibrate right out of each other's mm-hmm. experience. And I'm really grateful that like our friendship has been like constant and we've been mm-hmm. at a similar place. Like, mm-hmm. So we might go like have little like, okay, we're closer. Okay. Not as close. Okay. Closer. Yeah. But like, it's such a gift, such a gift, such a gift. Yeah. And I feel like we've like, just dropped in deeper with each other. Now. Like, <laughs> I feel like our friendship is like now blossoming, yeah. right? Like yes. the seeds were planted and the watering and then the forgetting and then the, you know what I mean? It's like, now we like yeah. get to grow because like our contract mm-hmm. is to do this, right? Totally. And this feels like and thank you so much for just opening up this space for me to be here with you and share these conversations because it like energizes me and I just feel like we're channeling some really important information that I hope can be of service to people that are listening absolutely but it feels like it's fun and it's I know and like following the flow of that Mm -hmm. like what's flowing right now This. this cool let's ride that wave yeah because we come into the conversation with we don't really we have an idea of what we might want to touch on but we're not really coming to these with like concrete Mm -hmm. that we have this exact message we want to send to you guys like we are taking notes throughout the week you know but then it's like to drop in and see where this what wants to like really come through and be yeah a message or a teaching or just a conversation yeah to yeah. illuminate it's pretty cool yeah I'm pretty grateful <laughs> me too I love like it. I finally have someone who like consistently wants to like play I was like yeah. saying like especially in LA that's the hardest thing is everyone wants to do all these things but no one shows up and yeah. I'm always the one to show up like I'm here <laughs> and then they're not showing up or it gets started and then uh-huh. it doesn't go anywhere and I mean, relationships too in this fucking city. And it's so, to me, that is so fucking boring. Well, it's confusing. I mean, and for, I have the same experience. Like there's been different, different moments lately where like people have asked me to collaborate or like do a retreat with them or do this, this, and this. And like, and then I meet with them and we talk about it. And then there's like no follow through. And I'm just like, I don't even bring it up. Mm-hmm. I'm like, all right, move on. it's not the flow of whatever, because, mm-hmm. but I find it weird that like, cause the one that I'm thinking of specifically, like she initiated the whole conversation and like, and then there was never any follow-up, never any follow-through and like, and I'm like, isn't, isn't that, doesn't that feel like it's like, it's still in the field of some, but no, I, I don't, but I am not, I'm just going with 
the flow of things and yeah. it works so much better yeah and I love her I love her and you know, I really I'm like maybe I'm not supposed to be doing that with her right then. cool yeah like no hard feelings exactly totally fine but yeah I've always been more interested in people who want to have the follow-through and want to like see things through because mm -hmm. I can idea all day long yeah I yeah. really can I'm you know or just start and start and start and it's like no let's keep let's like commit to things like more yeah. people especially in this there's something about the city people just can't commit to things mm -hmm. and I don't really know and it's always been like that like even in my 20s like people couldn't commit to plans or commit like there's like a lack of commitment yeah. or everyone says like I want to be an actor I want to like write movies I want to write a tv show and then you're like okay I'm ready let's write a tv show yeah. and then they don't show up and then it's like okay am I writing the tv show by myself or am I just moving on to do my own thing but I'm bored of playing by myself no me too I I don't I I like I'm I'm that I'm I'm back out in the world now and yeah, we're out we're yeah out, we're out people we're out. it's not like the coming out party it's not like well in the newer days they called it coronation but what did they call it back in the days of like Downton Abbey when like the young girls were being presented to society it was called something I feel like I'm that <laughs> I have like no I'm idea. not like being presented to society in yeah. my fancy dress but it is it's funny because like I agree I'm with you and we were talking about this like we just want to like celebrate and dance and be in the flow and have these fucking mind-bending conversations like mm -hmm. it's it really is nourishing and nurtures me so much but like if you were to see me out in the world you would probably I don't know what you might think but like it could really look like oh yeah like she's had like maybe in really easy life and is super happy and that's not the case at all yeah but like the energy that I'm in right now is that right mm -hmm. and it's like funny because it's it just brings in more of that mm -hmm. um but it wasn't without going to those deep places and having that dark night and having that those multiple deaths and rebirths but like now to now it like it's time for us to celebrate and dance mm -hmm. and enjoy and like I want and claim it mm -hmm like we're and be like seen so yeah us committing to constantly coming back on here because I did have a three-month hiatus and I just like like just had to stop the show for a minute for myself and it just the energies were like weren't here at the beginning of the season and then now I see why like some mm -hmm. stuff needed to clear and it's like we're showing up now we're putting our voices and our faces out there and we're really telling our stories from a different energetic viewpoint and it's time to allow us to be seen by others and witnessed by others and yeah. allowing us to witness as well yes and I think another piece of this is like the whole I have to do everything on my own thing like we actually we can go so far on our own and we can probably get so far but actually rising together mm -hmm. like joining together and rising together and even like holding visions for each other mm -hmm. because I talk about this with like my friends and my clients like what is it that you want to create right tell speak it out to me and let me hold the vision for you and can you do the same for me because we don't have the resistance mm -hmm. like I don't have resistance for your vision mm -mm. like cool it's done yeah and that energetically is so powerful but like rising together and same with like the healing journey of went with safe friends and loving friends like that creates healing and community mm -hmm. and and then we can go higher mm -hmm. versus like the competition like me versus you like that paradigm is gone it's gone and it's so worn out yeah and it's so not I mean yeah 
it, it's the it's it's not productive is what I'm trying to say it no. gets no one anywhere and like we really like women and women men and men men and women we all like in groups and like it, it really is like let's yeah hold the vision and let's keep rising each other up I've been doing and come to think of it it's this is going to air past solstice but mm-hmm. solstice is summer solstice is on Wednesday the 21st of June and I've been doing since the first of the year uh quarterly a sound bath but we do it longer and we hold a declaration declaration circle before the sound bath mm-hmm. so everyone comes in and instead of setting an intention because to me when I really thought about intention setting it's a little watery it's like too wishful it's like well yeah. you know I'm setting the intention that like yeah <laughs> I could like you know that would be nice well, declaration, like you're claiming Ooh, yeah. that declaration. Shit. So we go around and each person says their declaration. And while they're saying it, everyone else is closing their eyes and envisioning Ooh, for them I love it. what they're declaring Yeah, because you're multiplying it then yeah. by times two. Amen. So, so this Sunday I'm was like, oh yeah, it's quarter. It's summer solstice. Last one we did was equinox. So this Sunday sound bath is going to be now declaration holding plus sound bath so we spend like it's a longer time but we spend and hold that space for each other and then the next one we'll do would be uh equinox autumn equinox and then either it will be solstice again or new year depending on what things look like yeah at the end of the year that's so awesome but yeah it is holding the vision with each other because so many people you tell them stuff you want to do and the first thing or what you're working on, the first thing that comes on their out of their mouth is all the reasons why it yeah. didn't work for their friend, it didn't work for them, or mm-hmm. it's not going to work out for you. And they literally just squashed your dream. Yeah. So like working, um, I have a Facebook page that I work with people in a company for this page. And I don't really talk about it much. It's something I've been building since the end of January. And it's a lot of fun, but it's a lot of interesting work. And it's, I have a cooking show and that's been a whole thing. Um, And one thing though, is like, you can go into this and have instant kind of like have algorithms aligned for you where your shit just takes off right away. Mm -hmm. And that's the mindset I was going in when we started my page. And then all these people started coming in like, no, it takes a year. No, da, 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 da. And I just felt like it squashed the energy. And this is the people that are in the network of it. Uh Yeah. And I felt like, and then in the beginning, when we signed up me, when we like not signed up, but like built my thing, because I'm literally working with a company. It was cooking was really hot was like the big trending thing so they're like well, you're gonna do cooking well I'm not really a cook so that was a whole gear shift and a thing I had to work with within myself and then we're not making high vibrational food so that's a whole gear shifting that I have to work within myself and then like a month into it they're like cooking's no longer trending like and then it's like well where where am I going then well we want you to stay with cooking well if it's not trending and it's not doing well then do I want to stay with cooking you know, and then on top of that, yeah. yeah, but it takes a year to like really build your page and like have success. Okay. So I can't have fast success. Like it just felt like mm-hmm. hit, hit, hit to where then this thing that I was really excited about. Now, I don't know if I'm excited about it anymore. Is it going to be a waste of time? If I keep putting my energy into this, is this the direction that I really want to go? And, mm-hmm. 
And I just felt like the vision got completely fucking squashed before it even got started. Yeah. And now we're in a resurgence and there's been a restructure and we've merged with like this bigger company and all this really great shit's going on. And they've really kind of even figured out more of the cooking stuff and everyone wants me to stay with cooking and that's fine. And it's like, okay, can we dream again now? Like, does it maybe not have to take a year again? Like, can we really like, yeah, because this, and I was too new and vulnerable in it. And I'm already vulnerable in my whole space in my life anyway. Like now I'm like, okay, let's go. And let's not squash the fucking vision this time. Mm -hmm. Let's just like, keep it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and that whole thing that that happens all the time and it's people projecting their own like limitations onto Mm -hmm. us, onto Mm -hmm. you. And that's what that is. So like the, when they say like, that's not possible, they believe that that's not possible or they believe that yeah. or within themselves or that was their experience yeah. and, and, and they can't and like, but then why are you putting your thing? Why are you vomiting your shit onto my experience? Why can't my experience be different? Are you now walking through something you don't want to see my thing go faster than you because of your ego and your chat? Like, yeah. I mean, it could be whatever. I'm just like saying, like, yeah. where is now your personal story within this that you're blocking my story? But then, how much govern governance govern govern governing <laughs> governance govern? Do you have over my fucking story? Yeah. Because now, then, now I'm finding myself. Well, it takes a book of the year. Yeah. Like I just blocked yeah. my own fucking story because you blocked my story that I didn't even know we were blocking the story, and now I'm adopting the blockage. Yeah. What the fuck is that about? And and that's where we really need to be mindful of like who we surround ourselves with, because yeah, sometimes we can't. Like at work, you know, we don't really have right. Work. But but like energy is frequency, and like what you put out, you will get back. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that is energetic law. So if you're lifting each other, lifting people up and being loving, and then guess what? That's going to come back around. And if you're like projecting limitations, like that's going to come back around too. Mm -hmm. So it's, and then it's hard to that. Like, you don't even know, sometimes you're adopting a limitation. Oh yeah. And I mean, it's very easy to, you know, those who have gone before you, it's taken a year. It's like, oh, it takes a year, but like, not necessarily. But not for everyone. And then I hear someone else that had a cooking page in their first month, they made X amount of money. I'm like, well, why did they make X amount of money in the first month? But you told me not to get my fucking shit feeling like whatever, because it's going to take a year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't even know what my own story is in this. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, it's, it, 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 it's clearing out all the noise, coming back to center and really like, it's mm-hmm. kind of like what I was talking about in two episodes ago of like, you're the creator of your own life. Yeah. And what does that look like? And getting into your meditation or your space, you know, or with a group when it's set up to be a declaration or, you know, a, a friend where you really just can bounce that vision off of each other with no projection, no mm-hmm. stories. Right. Um, and then just keep coming back to the, that, yeah, to that alignment and to that place, because yeah. you can't you know, shit's going to come at you from all angles. And the thing too, and I I think I mentioned this a few episodes ago too, but like, if it's in your own field already, then it's going to hit a nerve, Mm -hmm. right? Like, oh shit, is it not possible? Like, uh, exactly. Versus like, I think when I talked about, you know, when my patients used to ask me, when am I getting married or whatever? Right. And then Mm -hmm. when I stopped giving a shit about it, they stopped asking me, you know, it's like, but also we don't, we wouldn't take it on. Like if we're so clear in our own vision that we're like, okay, like, thanks for, thanks for sharing or, or like, yeah, you know, thanks for your, thanks for the feedback, but 
like I'm not that's I'm not available for that Mm -hmm. but it's you know it's just another like avatar for us to bounce off of of like wait and a check and balance to see where we're at yeah right like and that's where a lot of this is it's going to come at you if it's hitting you and triggering you and yeah me sending me in a spiral or then doubting or whatever okay I'm not fully still in alignment of it yet so clearly I don't fucking believe it yet fully either and that's okay because again like it's for what you want to create right and it's big things mm-hmm. and that's fucking awesome but it's going to ask a lot, right? It's like, so anything that's not aligned with that is going to have to be illuminated to show up, not to torture us, but to be cleared or shifted or whatever transmuted so that we can align with that frequency. Mm -hmm. So it's all okay. It's all okay. It's all okay, guys. Yeah. So we're going to end on that now (laughs) this week. It's all okay. It's all okay. Yeah. Even if it's not okay. Even if it's not. That's okay. Yeah. (laughs) So thank you for watching and listening. We'll be back. And thank you for showing up tonight. And we will talk with you all again soon. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye.